This is the 200 Churches Podcast. This podcast was created to provide resources and encouragement to leaders of small churches. Our mission is to encourage and equip leaders of the 94% of congregations in America under 500 members. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Cady. I'm here with my friend Johnny Craig. And today we're going to talk about prayer. This is something that I've been working on for a long time. I'm working on right now, and I'm always going to work on. Because as pastors, this is this is kind of our life, right? I mean, this is what we're supposed to be doing, prayer. Yeah. And it's often something that is a challenge to us. Yeah, and, and so this week on Monday, we wrote a post um, here at 200 Churches about why we have a prayer shortage in our life. So we all know we need to pray more, but we often find ourselves with a prayer shortage. That's what that's what we put in the blog. And and the, we had five reasons for a prayer shortage in our life. These these are reasons, and sometimes they're excuses, right? So sure. we, we just try to be honest, you know, honestly, why sometimes do we have a prayer shortage? So the, the first one was, you know, we get too distracted. You know, there's a lot going on, and we 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 just get a little too distracted. Look, a bird. Yeah, something shiny. That's we get distracted. What are we talking about? And then another one is, um, <laughs> we feel like we don't have the time. You know, there's I only got 24 hours. I don't really have the time to spend on my knees in prayer. You know, I got stuff to do. And I do need to get to the next level in Angry Birds. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, another thing is we just forget. As pastors, we probably shouldn't admit this, but yeah, I mean, this happens to all of us. We forget. That's got to be the most embarrassing one. I think it is. Where you get to the end of a day and you think, I, I didn't even think it. It's not like I consciously chose to not pray. Right. I never thought to pray. I just, it didn't even occur to me. You know, we're the only ones, though. I know that there's no other pastors just in America me and you. who struggle with that. <laughs> uh, another one, we, we wonder if it will, will really actually make a difference. And now, this is another one that's kind of hard to admit as pastors, that you know we, we're supposed to be preaching about prayer. Um, but you know, deep down, do we wonder sometimes, does this prayer make a difference? Mm-hmm. You know, I can pray this, but does it really make a difference? And then finally, and this, this is kind of sums up all of them, is it a priority for us, you know? And when we don't make prayer a priority, we're going to run into this prayer shortage. And, and those are kind of the five big reasons that we would run into a prayer shortage. There's probably more, but we were embarrassed enough with those five. We decided <laughs> not to list That's right. anymore. So we have our, our reasons. Here they are, good or bad. Here, here's what they are. We have our reasons for a prayer shortage. But today what we want to talk to you about is really how do we counter these reasons how do we how do we counter our prayer shortage so the the first one is that we're praying and we get distracted so what do we do about that how do we counter that well i like to think about prayer as let me let me rephrase that i am learning to think about prayer as being a two-way conversation being less what i call requestional and more relational what do you mean by that well, requestional is, God, please do this, please do that, please give this to that person, please sure. help this person to feel better, please help them to have a good day, God, please keep them safe as they drive, God, you know, all these requests, all these requests. Okay. and so we become, we become very requestional in our praying, and I like to think of it more as what's helped me is thinking about it as relational, that I'm here with God, God's here with me, God wants to talk to me. And it's it's less about being on my knees with my eyes closed and my, my hands folded, uh, being in this particular posture where I'm looking at nothing, 
and trying to think about everything while I pray, and I'm just totally distracted. So instead, what I've done is, uh, you know, I try to, every once in a while, I just decide to take a prayer drive. Sure. I just, I got to get out of my office, got to get out of the house, whatever it is. I just get in the van, and I determine I'm going to drive to a certain point, turn around and come back. I'm not turning the radio on, and the whole time, I am going to talk to God. When you do something like that, now, and Jeff, I, I do, I do a similar type thing. But how, you know, do you ever talk out loud? Do you ever pray out loud on a prayer drive, on a prayer walk? Or you know, I feel truthfully sometimes self conscious about praying out loud if I'm not with somebody else. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, other than when we're praying in groups, that's the only time I. I want to pray out loud is when I'm alone. If I'm on a, if I'm out walking on a gravel road, I will, I will talk to God. And sometimes God just needs us to talk to him and tell him these things. And in a sense, you know, when you go to the counselor and he keeps asking you questions, you end up talking yourself into what you already believed. And so when I'm talking to God out loud, that helps me to really, uh, when I articulate out loud, my, my concerns, my burdens, uh, I feel like I'm really sharing, just sharing my heart with God. And I think the the last kind of um, thing we have about this being distracted out of prayer would be just to think about prayer as more of a continuous conversation with God, or or really an awareness of God's presence. And so to to not feel like you have to get on your knees in the sanctuary with the lights off in order to pray, or you know, be standing next to somebody's deathbed before you have to pray. No, no, prayer can just be that awareness of God's presence. It's just trying to have that continuous um, orientation toward God and to invite him really into everyday aspects of your life. And it's that verse that says, pray without ceasing. Sure. Which when we read it, we thought, well, we, how can we do that? If we equate prayer with being on our knees in our office or at our bedside, well, then nobody's going to do that all the time. But if you're going through your day and you're living your life, even if you're with other people, you recognize that God's there. He's either to your right or to your left. And God, I'm glad that you're there. And just an awareness of God being there is very helpful for us to continue our conversation with him. Absolutely. So the the second reason that we have for a prayer shortage was not having time. We don't We don't have any time. And really, when we say we don't have any time, we're really buying two separate lies. One is that prayer is optional. And then the other one is that something else is more important than prayer. Well, we should probably settle that. Is is prayer optional? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't think so, no. <laughs> well, it is optional Sure. since we have prayed at times as pastors. I mean, not just you and I, but all of us as pastors have prayed and haven't prayed. But the question is, the real challenge is, is it optional if you really want God to do things? in your life, and in your ministry. Do we want to have a Spirit-empowered ministry, or are we content with just spinning our wheels and trying to do things within our own power? And that's that's something we've talked on this podcast about before, is that that's not our desire. Here at 200 Churches, our desire at our church and our desire for your church is that we would have Spirit-led ministries, that we would really invite God into everything that we're doing, and not just try to drive this whole thing forward on the power of our personality. Well, we were talking earlier, and I said, you know, I don't really want a ministry that we have built, right? you know, because we've come up with some strategy or some gimmick to get more people here. And then, we, because if we have a ministry that we've built, then it's our job to maintain it. 
But if God builds the ministry, then it's God's job to maintain it, and it's our job to just trust him. So the truth is, it isn't optional if we want God to build the ministry and if we want him to maintain the ministry. So really, we say, you know, well, we don't have any time to pray. The truth is, you don't not have time, which, you know, there's that tricky double negative, but right. we need to make the time. Like, this is the most important thing that we can do as pastors and, and as church leaders, and so you don't not have time to pray. You know, you know, that's a great point you make, Johnny, and I think it's it bears us just pausing for a second just thinking about that. It's the most important thing we do. Do we really believe that? You know, I mean, that's that's the question that that we that we wrestle with. We we think that if we really believed it, then we would do it. Maybe that's true. But what's also true is that we know that we really do know that as pastors, we know that deep down in our heart that it is the most important thing that we can do. And and again, I think when you define when you enlarge your definition of prayer to mean spending time with the one who really loves you. Sure. You know, communicating with the one who loves you so much and just being in his presence, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, recognizing that whatever kind of pastoral ministry situation you're in or any other life situation just as people, God is there. And uh, it is it really is the most important thing that we can do. And uh, the other the other lie that you that you mentioned earlier was that something else is more important. Isn't that really what we're saying when we decide, oh, we uh, we don't have time for prayer? Sure, something whatever else the most urgent thing on your calendar is more important. The um, the sermon prep you have to do, which it's funny to even think sermon prep is more important than prayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the uh, the calls you have to make or the elder meeting you have to go to, all of that stuff somehow gets put on the list before prayer. Um, and this makes me think of the, the leadership lesson about putting first things first. Right. And maybe the first thing we should place first is prayer. And that really, I think, gets us into what we wanted to talk about next, which is I forget. Yeah, I forget I, to pray. I just forget to pray sometimes. And so when we're talking about first things first and not forgetting to pray— I think that it's important for us, especially those of us who struggle in this area, to schedule prayer. At first, this sounds counterintuitive. How do you schedule mm-hmm. something as organic as talking to and God? And relational, right? And relational, exactly. I think of the Muslims who have their uh, prayer, I don't know how many times a day, but several times a day. They have the call to prayer. They have the right. call to prayer and the, the prayer toward Mecca, and for them... That having scheduled prayer in their life actually creates an environment where they're more conscious of the presence of their religion. And so I, I think Scott McKnight, if anybody listening is a Scott McKnight fan, um, in his book Jesus Creed, he talks about setting an alarm on his phone so that every hour he would be reminded to pray the Shema. You know, hero Israel, the Lord is God, the Lord our God is one. Um, and, and he would pray this. Uh, at all waking hours of his day, when he first woke up, he'd pray it. Um, and when he went to bed, he'd pray it. And uh, before lunch, and he just had all these And every hour time. in between. And every hour in between. And he said that as he did this, it just became like a mantra for him in his life. He took that time to schedule prayer, and then it became a mantra for him, and it was constantly being reminded that he needed to be spending time in prayer. Well, you know, when we talk about something relational— my wife and I like to plan to go to lunch sometimes, you know, and so we schedule that time. She said, hey, right. yeah, you want to go to lunch today? And if somebody else says, hey, you want to go to lunch today? I say, no, I've already got a lunch appointment. 
And so when we schedule time with God, that's really the only way, and and we build it into our lives. It's the only way we won't just forget. Uh, Johnny, you and I, we talked about the Book of Common Prayer or other types of prayers that we can, you know, even to type out your own prayer, something that you've thought through, the things that you would really want to say to God every day. You know, at first thought, some of you might think that that's, oh, that's kind of rote, that's going to be kind of meaningless. But no, our heart follows our words when we've written it, and these are the things that we want to say to God every day, and we don't we don't want to forget it. You know, how many times we have a conversation with somebody and say, oh, I forgot to talk to them about such and such that I want right. to talk to them about. And sometimes we do that with God, but if we write it down and we just talk to God, and then our heart, it kind of it leads, our words lead our heart in prayer. So I would encourage you to to try praying written prayers, prayers that others have written, or maybe a prayer that you have written. The fourth reason that we find ourselves in a prayer shortage in our life is that sometimes we truly wonder, does our prayer make any difference? You know, we believe that God is there. We believe that God is listening. But do we truly believe that God is answering our prayers? Why, why would we even think that, Johnny? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with um, us not keeping track of what we've prayed. You know, like you just said, we have a conversation. We say, oh, I forgot to talk uh, to him about that. Well, conversely, sometimes you and I will have lunch, Jeff, and my wife will say, what did you talk about for two hours? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can only remember one or two things that we talked about. Well, the same thing can happen with prayer, and we we might make these requests, and we might make all of these uh, uh, statements to God, and then we kind of just... They flit out of our minds, and we don't remember. And then another thing would be we don't think about God as being the one who is answering prayers. So um, it could be as simple as I drove through a blizzard this weekend, and it was terrible, and I spent a lot of time white-knuckle praying that I would just make it home. But the first thing I thought when I got home wasn't, Thank God I didn't die. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, I drove pretty good. Yeah, good thing you had that go good vehicle. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And so we don't necessarily realize the effect um, came from the cause, which was our prayer to God. Do we really believe that it's having that sort of effect? Sometimes we wonder if it makes a difference because we've prayed and we've prayed and we've prayed for somebody who was ill for a situation that just never got any better. And at some point we say, does it really make any difference if if I pray? Because I prayed and prayed and prayed, and the person never got any better, or the person died, and I'm just I'm that I'm discouraged to pray more. And you know, one of the things I always think of is that sometimes God answers prayer His way. You know, we don't recognize that He, yeah, He's answered prayer. I mean, we've prayed about it, but His will was not to do what what we requested. It certainly doesn't mean that it doesn't make any difference for us to pray. Right. Uh, Johnny and I have been praying together for, oh, for weeks and weeks that God would do some things in our church that we just couldn't do, that God would lead people to our congregation, that God would... Uh, God would arrange divine appointments and divine encounters, and then we would just be able to be there and to be a part of it. And just a little bit ago here at our church, we had uh, a lady who just started attending our church about five weeks ago. She stood there, and when she left, I said to Johnny, could we have scripted it any better? I mean, this was just such a 
such a blessing from God and such an encouragement for us to hear this woman's words. She was literally sitting at her computer the week before she visited our church for the first time saying, God, I don't want to give up on Christianity. I don't want to give up on you, but we've just been to so many churches and we've just been so discouraged. Is there a church out there that you want us to go to? Uh, She found our church on the internet. She listened to a couple messages and, you know, oftentimes us pastors of 200 churches, sometimes we load up our messages on the internet, you know, and we're thinking, who's going to listen? You know, my mother, and then even she doesn't listen to it. Yeah. So this, this woman listened to it. Anyway, they showed up at church and on that particular Sunday, we gave an announcement about a very specific area of need that we had. And she, what what was the term she used, Johnny? She said she sat there and she said to God, God, is this real? Yeah. Is, are they really asking about this? She, this, I mean, it was a passion of hers and it was something that she had kind of put away in her life for some time, but had right. just been thinking recently and been praying about picking it back up. And then on that Sunday, we made an announcement and yeah, she said, she said, I, she told us today, she said, I just sat there and thought, God, are, is this really happening? They want this. They're yeah. asking for yeah. this. I mean, it was so it was so specific and so crazy. But we we looked at each other after she left, and we just admitted, you know what? Well, this is what this is exactly what we're asking God to do. God, would you do the things that we can't do? And we're going to depend on you again. Depend on God to build the church, because then God's going to maintain the church, and He just will use us in whatever way that He feels is good. So believe that it makes a difference, and you know sometimes it's not immediate, and sometimes those prayers don't turn out exactly the way that we intended or wanted. Um, but God is listening, and and God is our advocate, and and so it does make a difference. And I think the last the last thought that we just want to leave you with today from this podcast, and and you know we're preaching to ourselves in a very yeah, real way today. But I think the last thing has to do with the fifth reason, which was it's not a priority to me. I think the thought we want to leave you with today is make it a priority. Make it a priority to not get distracted. Make the time. You know, don't forget. Schedule it in. Um, recognize that it does make a difference, you know, that we are making an impact with our prayers and make it a priority in your own life and, and, uh, and in the life of your church. So Johnny, share, share with our listeners, what, what was it that uh, we decided to do here just recently? Just share with them our, our kind of our journey from the very first time you came here until today. I mean, it's only been seven months, so it won't take long. So when I, when I started here, um, at our church, Jeff, Jeff and I talked about making prayer a priority, mostly Jeff, which was great leadership on his part, but he talked about making prayer a priority of our ministry. And, and so we would get together and um, pray late at night, usually, um, in the sanctuary. And it was after our wives had gone to bed or, um, you know, and, and um, for a while we were doing it three or four times a week and it was going very well, but um, my wife got pregnant and, you know, s- seminary classes started going in force and suddenly it was one night a week or no nights a week. We were still trying to make it a priority as much as possible, but the time frame just wasn't working out right. And so just uh, a few weeks ago, Jeff came into my office and we sat down and he said to me, the new plan is that every day after lunch, one of us will come into the other one's office. Every day. And we'll pray every day. We'll either go to the sanctuary or do it right there in the office. And that's a commitment that we've made to each other. And it's a commitment to make prayer a priority. And that's not bragging. We're not perfect. Um, but this it's is actually just, a confession. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. this is just a way if you, you know, if you have somebody, an elder, 
Um, if you have another pastor that you could call on the phone and pray with over mm-hmm. the phone just to make it a priority and doing it with somebody else, um, creating that sort of accountability will really help in that process of making prayer a priority. So pastors, will you make prayer the priority that it needs to be? You're the only one that can do it, and so we've challenged you, and we really hope this has been encouraging to you. Thanks for listening to this 200 Churches podcast. Remember, your leadership in your 200 church matters huge in the kingdom of God. 